How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Oh, yeah. What's going on, DMV? You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement. Linnell Willingham here with you live and local on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Ride with me as it take you up to 10 o'clock here on this Thursday night edition of Overtime. Plenty to get to before we hand things over to Tech Talk Live. Pretty big day out in Ashburn over in command land. The introductory press conference for the new offensive and defensive coordinators here in Washington. Cliff Kingsbury and Joe Witt Jr. We'll let you hear from those guys before we get out of here. It's where I want to start off the show, though, man. It is honestly watching those two dudes speak, and we know the fireworks that Joe Witt brought. Um, But hearing Cliff Kingsbury speak as well, man, it was just a breath of fresh air, and I honestly feel as if this team is a hell of a lot better off right now than they would be if they got the, the presumptive favorite on their head coaching list. And that's the thing that I really took away from today. And it really was set in stone when I heard from Joe Witt Jr. And I'm at home getting ready, prepping for the show. I almost threw the pads back on. I almost wanted to run, do my darn shower. Joe Witt Jr. in the energy that he brought to this press conference this afternoon, that is, that is what you can expect from this coaching staff. And it starts, it starts from Dan Quinn. I don't want that to get lost in any of this because I know people are super excited about what they heard uh, from Joe Witt Jr. today. And he's not the head coach of this football team. Dan Quinn is. It is Dan Quinn's messaging that Joe Witt and company uh, are are relaying out to us and eventually to the players when they're officially able to report. I am, this is the way I'll put it, I am cautiously optimistic about this Washington Commanders coaching staff. I feel like it's only February, right? Second week of February. You can't put the chicken before the egg, so to speak. You can't get ahead of yourselves too much. And look, winning a press conference is winning a press conference. I, I just, I, I can't help but be giddy. I can't help but think about the players in the locker room. And if you follow some of the guys on social media, Jeremy Reeves singing the praises of this coaching staff. Jahan Dotson singing the praises of this coaching staff. There is an excitement and a buzz around this team again. And I know we felt that last offseason as we had that transition of power happening with the ownership change. But this time, this time it feels like our excitement is rooted in the potential X's and O's. Right, because we were all excited last year because we knew, hey, look, for the first time in a long time, 
we finally got that midget twerp, Daniel Snyder, out of town. That's what we were excited about last year. This time around, I think the product on the field has a real chance of taking a sizable step forward next season. And we saw it this year with C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. We've seen it in years prior with the Giants going from worst to first. It's about the quarterback position. It's about the coaching staff. It's about putting it all together. There's no, there's no time limit on how, how long it takes for you to become a competitor again. And based on the messaging that you're hearing from everybody involved with this thing, from the head coach to the coordinators to the general manager, this isn't some type of long rebuild that that we're getting ready to embark on. I want to continue to express that. And maybe this is me being optimistic, fresh off of a 10 out of 10 press conference. But I I go back to what we went through this past season. And I think about the conversations that we were having in August and why we were excited about this football team, talking about the defense and how they were going to lead this thing. That was my big takeaway from today. This is a defense-first team. It starts and finishes on that side of the football with this group. And I guess that's what happens when you have a defensive-minded head coach. And I'm not trying to say the hell with the offense to push them to the back burner. I I think early on, though, in DQ's tenure, depending on how quarterback goes, and that's a big if, the defense is probably going to be the side of the football that leads this football team early on. That's just my two cents on it. But I got to be overall just just thrilled with what they have on staff. The perfect mix, in my opinion, right, of former players, guys that have been in positions of power in this league, all coming together, merging the minds, and hopefully leading this, this Washington Commanders football team in the right direction. It all starts with the coaching staff to me. One of the big takeaways from earlier is hearing Cliff Kingsbury and Joe Witt, for that matter, talk about how they're just now, as of today, starting to have staff meetings, starting to self-evaluate, looking in the mirror, seeing what you have already here internally on this roster. And as we get closer to the draft and closer to the start of free agency, I think some of the moves we'll see made over these next couple of weeks will kind of forecast and tell you just where this coaching staff in front office thinks this team currently is. Because make no mistake about it, there are big-time decisions to be made before you get to the draft, before you get to free agency. Just is what it is. You have 26 unrestricted free agents on this roster. And some of you out there that you armchair GMs and think you know more than the next guy, you're going to say, well, oh, this was a four-win team last year. Why would you bring anybody back? And I've come on this on these airwaves and said, you know, at the end of the season, you know, the cupboard's bare. The cupboard's bare. But every time I say it, it's like that other figure pops on my left shoulder and says, huh? What do you mean the cupboard's bare? Look at the talent that they have on defense. And I keep talking about that side of the football because I honestly feel like that unit is ready to take that step. I buy the talent that this team has defensively right now. I do. It's about can this coaching staff get the most out of them? That's the big question mark. 
And hearing them talk today, they have a plan. The plan is in place. The standard is the standard, is what you heard Joe Witt say. There is a way that they will do things. And if you don't do it that way, you can hit the road, Jack. I love the mentality. I love the mentality. But the thing that I want to continue to harp on and repeat, what you heard from Joe Witt today, that was the trickle-down effect of the leader of this thing. That was the mentality that Dan Quinn wanted to instill in this roster, wanted to instill in this organization. It's on the coaching staff to relay that message to the players and to relay that message to each other. There will be one way that they do things over in Ashburn, hopefully moving forward. Unless they're just talking a big game, which I understand is also possible, right? We got caught up, you know, in, in press conference oohs and ahs with the last regime that was here. What, what results did that yield? So I'm going to tread lightly, but I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic as to what this coaching staff can potentially do. And we spent a lot of time talking about the coordinators, but today we got a lot of answers to some key questions on this coaching staff. I was curious about who was going to be the assistant head coach. Because I think that role matters. That was Eric Bieniemy last year. He had a huge responsibility in the day-to-day operations of the head coach. <clears throat> we found out former Eagles offensive coordinator Brian Johnson not only is going to serve as the offensive pass game coordinator, but he'll serve as the assistant head coach as well. The nucleus that they've got on offense when it comes to OC, offensive line coach, quarterbacks coach, I like the trio. I think whatever young quarterback comes in here, even if they decide to move forward with Sam for whatever reason, they're going to be in much a much better position to succeed than some other landing spots within the top five in the NFL draft. <clears throat> I know we keep having the conversations about Caleb Williams and where he should eventually end up going. You can't tell me there's a better fit for a young quarterback right now than Washington. You just can't tell me that. Weapons on the perimeter. Resources to build up the offensive line via the draft and free agency. And then you've got a coaching staff that's littered with experience. And we keep singing the praises of Cliff Kingsbury. He's just one piece of the puzzle. He's wearing the offensive coordinator title, but there's a lot of responsibilities that will be divvied out throughout that offensive coaching staff. And there are a couple of names in particular that got announced today that I'm really interested in. One of them is David Blau. Assistant quarterbacks coach is what the role that he will serve. He's spent the last couple of years in Detroit and just hearing other folks around the National Football League talk about David Blau and what he could be, I get excited, honestly. So I'll give you some full transparency. The youngest in charge movement. I've only been to one Redskins game in my life. They were the Redskins when I went. Or were they? Yeah, they were. It was selfie gate for the late, great Dwayne Haskins. And David Blau was actually the starting quarterback for the Detroit Lions during that football game. And I'll never forget it. One of the ugliest games I've ever watched in my life. Adrian Peterson and I believe it was Darius Geis splitting carries in that one. And we all know what happened at the end of the game. Dwayne obviously making the the young, immature mistake. But point of the matter is David Blau, I like coaches that are former players, one. But then... When you just finished your playing career, I think there's a certain way that you relate to the guys already on the roster and in the locker room. That matters to me.
when it comes to teaching and trying to get guys to buy in to, to the message that you're trying to sell? Experience. Experience is the greatest teacher. So I'm excited about David Blau being on this coaching staff. Bobby Johnson, the offensive line coach, is a guy, a lot of scrutiny has been tossed at him. Coming from the New York Giants, where offensively, specifically up front, they've had some real challenges over the past couple of years. You saw the regression in 2023 of Evan Neal. So I understand question marks there. But listening to Cliff talk today, it's kind of impressed a little bit about Bobby Johnson. Hearing people talk over the last couple of days about Bobby Johnson, I'm a little bit less skeptical about the hire because of the things that he's been able to do in the running game, the creativity that he's shown in the running game. Last year, or in 2022, for the, rather, it was a career season for Saquon Barkley. That was a running game that he helped construct. Talk about Bobby Johnson. So that's going to matter this year with this football team. His experience working with running quarterbacks. Think about Daniel Jones and Josh Allen and the mold that those two gentlemen are in and the cloth that they're cut from. It's going to be interesting, man. It's okay to be excited right now. It's okay to be geeked up. That's how I feel. You can probably tell by the, the passion and energy I'm coming with. I'm ready to play football games. I'm ready for the draft. I'm ready for free agency. And obviously, we got a ways to go before all of that. But the, the groundwork has been laid. The foundation seemingly has been set. They're meeting as a coaching staff. They're going through this roster, trying to figure out who can we move forward with? Who is going to be a part of the solution? That's what I'm more so curious about moving forward here. I'm excited as hell about the staff. I didn't even bring up Anthony Lynn. Didn't even bring up Anthony Lynn and Cliff Kingsbury making, <laughs> you know, making it a point of emphasis to, to shout out the fact that Anthony Lynn and him have Texas Tech ties. He made a little funny about that. We'll let you hear later on in the show. But Anthony Lynn... And I saved him for last to gush. It's probably my favorite hire on this coaching staff. And I love me some Joe Witt based on what I heard from him today. But Anthony Lynn, Anthony Lynn is the type of coach that is going to hold guys accountable. Another former player in this league that's had success. But the thing I love about Anthony Lynn is it's going to be deeper than X's and O's with a lot of these coaches. And I think that's the important thing about a coaching staff that we often forget, right? It's, it's not just about your ability to relay the X's and O's. You have to relate to these dudes as men. That matters. Anthony Lynn is a leader of men who is a former head coach. So to have the rock star staff that they've got and he's probably my favorite assistant on it because of the track record and hearing guys talk about him throughout the league. You got to be thrilled. You're, they've done all the right things to this point in this offseason. That, that's what I'm more so trying to get at here. They've done all of the right things up to this point. From the thorough and rapid general manager uh, hiring process to this coaching search that to be quite honest with you, was an emotional roller coaster as a fan to try to follow and keep up with. Getting emotionally invested in one candidate, and then boom, 
it's Dan Quinn. But the one thing that I've continued to harp on as these assistants have been, you know, leaked and rattled off here in the past week or so is that, look, I'll admit it, Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator in Baltimore, was my number one pick to be the next head coach of this football team. But I also can sit up here and say, without, you know, being facetious, that, look, love me some Mike McDonald. He could be the next damn Bill Belichick. He could not have put together a superstar, rock star staff that Dan Quinn has. The relationships, the longevity within the National Football League, that stuff matters. And that's why you're seeing guys come from all different walks of life to come here to Washington to try to get this thing over the top. And yeah, Joe Witt said it in the press conference, but I guarantee you it's one of the big talking points, not only within the players in the locker room, but within that coaching staff when they're having their meetings. This is a sleeping giant. This franchise is one of the most historic franchises in not just the NFL, but in all of professional sports. This is the nation's capital. It's a damn travesty, the laughing stock that this thing has turned into. But from the early signs of the offseason, it sure as hell feels like the right people are in place to turn this thing around. Plenty more to get to here on this Thursday night edition of Overtime. We'll let you hear from the new coordinators here in Washington, Joe Witt Jr. and Cliff Kingsbury coming up uh, here on the fan. But you all know how I get down to the people show. Tap in with me all show long. One of two ways. MGM National Harbor Lister lines wide open. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Big, big day over in Ashburn. We got introduced to Joe Witt Jr. and Cliff Kingsbury, the new coordinators in Washington. When we get back, we'll let you hear from those two from those two gentlemen, and you'll see why I'm so excited about the future here in Washington. That's next here on the fan. Why? Why? If you why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Top of the 7 o'clock hour here in our nation's capital. You're tapped in to the youngest in charge with Lanelle Willingham here on 106.7 The Fan. We're always streaming live nationally on that free Odyssey app as well. I want to get into the press conference heard around the DMV. Joe Witt Jr. and Cliff Kingsbury officially introduced as the new offensive and defensive coordinators here in Washington. It was exciting to watch. It was exciting to listen to. I said it at the top of the show, though. It really feels as if defensively, this is where we'll go throughout this 7 o'clock hour, defensively, I really feel like this group, this coaching staff, rather, is geared up to get the most out of the young talent on the roster. Because I keep going back to 2022 and why we were optimistic this offseason coming out of training camp into the early portion of the regular season. It was because the defense, and I, you know, let him have it at multiple, you know, different junctures during the season. It simply wasn't good enough on that side of the football. And I honestly think it starts with the mentality of the head coach. And as I said at the top of the show, Everything we heard from Joe Witt and Cliff Kingsbury today was a trickle-down effect, the messaging that you're getting from the top with your head coach. We'll let you hear from Joe Witt and Cliff Kingsbury as the show rolls on here tonight, but both of those two dudes, man, just talking about why they wanted to come and play for Dan Quinn. I think today I learned more about DQ than I did during his own introductory press conference. To hear other Grown-ass men, let's call it what it is, right? Gush over Dan Quinn and what type of dude he is and, and why they want to be here. It's a breath of fresh air, and it feels like the complete opposite of what we had last year with this team. Because say what you want. I remember sitting here, I think it was after, what, divisional weekend or after the Super Bowl, rather, when Eric Bieniemy was actually hired here in Washington, the breath of fresh air that we thought that was. But then right away, right? Ron Rivera, the coaching staff, undermined him, undermined him, excuse me, during training camp, during early portions of the regular season, subliminally calling him out through the media. I don't get that vibe with this group. And as talented as EB is as a coach, and you can say what you want about him, it didn't work here. He wasn't able to mesh with the talent and the coaching staff. It's still yet to be seen whether or not Cliff Kingsbury and Joe Witt are going to be able to match and mesh with the talent in the coaching staff. But the thing that I love, there's a lot of ties between multiple dudes on this on this coaching staff. Joe Witt has been with Dan Quinn for, for a majority of his coaching career. Dan Quinn and him have a good enough relationship to where they can have the difficult and honest conversations that they're probably having right now. Because think about what we heard today. The roster's being evaluated currently. That internal evaluation is happening right now. And... A couple of guys continue to come to mind when we talk about internal evaluations. I instantly think quarterback with Sam Howell. I think about some of the first-round talent on defense, talking about Jamin Davis and Emmanuel Forbes. And then I also think about the running back position. And we know Cliff Kingsbury made it a point of emphasis today to say, hey, look, I don't want what we're doing here in D.C. to be described as an air raid offense. If you go back to Cliff's numbers in Arizona, the three years that he was there, James Conner, who really, and I'm not even trying to talk down on James Conner, just isn't that good of a running back. That's just my perspective. You look at what Washington has in this running back room, 
Antonio Gibson's obviously an unrestricted free agent. But Brian Robinson and Chris Rodriguez, those are two backs that I think fit like a glove in what Cliff Kingsbury's trying to do, especially Brian Robinson, thinking about the step forward that he was able to take last year, you know, showing his ability to catch the football out of the backfield. That stuff matters. He, to me, was the best player we had offensively last year. So I'm excited to see him uh, in this offense and the balance that they're going to try to create. That's why I'm so excited about the Anthony Lynn hire. Because you think about Anthony Lynn and who he played for, playing for Mike Shanahan, trying to, you know, be well-versed in that outside zone rushing attack. That is what the best running games in the NFL right now are are based off of. Everything is trying to mimic this Shanahan offense. And I'm so curious to see, I'm excited to see, how they mesh the principles of the air raid offense with the principles of Mike Shanahan's outside zone and that stretch offense, that zone blocking scheme. Can you marry up your play-action passing game with your running game? That is something that has lacked here over the past several seasons, not just in this offense, but in offenses around the NFL. That's what the best offenses in this league do. That's why Ben Johnson was so highly coveted. His ability to marry up Detroit's run game and Detroit's pass game. So think about that, right? The number one reason you wanted Ben Johnson, I think we have that already within our assistance. The way Anthony Lynn and Cliff Kingsbury are going to be able to marry the running game and the passing game. That stuff matters. That stuff's huge. And I feel like offensively, when we make comments like the cupboard is bare, I feel like it's like that on offense. Because I don't really buy. Let's just look at what you have right now offensively to move forward with that I think are sustainable winning pieces. Brian Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Sam Cosme played at a Pro Bowl level this past year. They need to get an extension done with him before it becomes too pricey. Brian Robinson, as I mentioned, I'm an Antonio Gibson fan. I'm excited to see if they decide to bring back Antonio Gibson. And depending on the price tag, you may see him back here uh, in Burgundy and Gold. But I I understand the thought process and and the way people want to team build. People aren't fans of giving running backs second contracts in this league. It's not, doesn't happen all the time. Especially when you just drafted Chris Rodriguez this past year, it kind of looks bleak for Antonio Gibson returning. But I think he's someone that would be a real weapon for Cliff Kingsbury. He's got, dare I use this word, the position flex, the ability to go line up in the slot, motion in the backfield, and and play as a running back. They're going to have to make sweeping changes personnel-wise on offense. I'll I'll be very blunt and honest about that. Notice I only mentioned Terry McLaurin in in terms of the, the pass catchers. I believe in Terry's mental ability. See, the big traits that you need to have to be a successful receiver in Cliff Kingsbury's offense, you got to be a brainiac. You have to understand the soft spots and zones. You have to be able to read coverages on the fly and understand when it's time to throttle a route down and sit down and find holes in zones. You got to understand when you've got man. You've got to understand leverage. All of that stuff matters. And I'll be honest with you, the one gripe, I don't even want to call it a gripe. The one thing I raised my eyebrows at with this coaching staff, Bobby Ingram was retained. And the reason Bobby Ingram was retained is because Apparently, there was a good rapport between him and the players in the locker room. I can give a rat's you-know-what about the rapport that Bobby Ingram had. The receiving core this past year was probably, outside of 
the defense, the most disappointing unit on this football team. The inability to separate from press coverage. The inability to catch the football on a consistent basis. Everyone wanted to blame. I remember the Eagles game, the one that was here. Terry McLaurin drops the football. People are going to say, well, Sam Howell threw the ball in the dirt. It's a drop. Jahan Dotson had a key drop on a fourth down in New York. I need, everyone, you know, sings the praises of this receiving core. Let's, let's see it for more than one season before we start talking about this unit as some upper echelon group in the NFL. They have a lot to prove. And when you talk about how often Cliff Kingsbury went four wide in Arizona, you have three good wide receivers on this team right now. Well, two, technically. Curtis Samuels, an unrestricted free agent. Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson. You need two more guys. De'Ami Brown's under contract, but what is he? What is he to this point? Can he learn and develop more in the route tree? He's a one-trick pony at this point. So while, yeah, I'm excited about Cliff Kingsbury and I'm excited about the offense, I do think that side of the football probably has a little ways to go. I'll be honest with you. From a personnel standpoint, and then the unknown at the quarterback position, to me, right, is the biggest the biggest question mark of them all. Because while I started off the show talking about the optimism that we have with this group, the quarterback position is, first and foremost, the most important thing. If you can get an answer there, if you can have someone emerge as a legitimate option at quarterback, you're then in a position to go from worst to first like we saw with the Houston Texans this past year. It's all possible, right, if you get the game's most important position correct. And I'm about to stop talking about quarterback in the context of the NFL. It's not just the most important position in the NFL. It's the most important position in pro sports. In no sport, are you more singularly dependent on one guy than quarterback in the NFL? It's not even close. It's so important that they hit that on the head. And as I said a a few moments ago, I think the infrastructure that you have right now here in Washington is perfect, perfect to groom a young quarterback. Now, at the end of the day, right, and I say this all the time, it's about fit in the National Football League when it comes to young quarterbacks having success. But at the end of the day, if you're him, you're him. C.J. Stroud was him. That, that, that's just what it was last year in Houston. If I'm being honest with you, right, he wasn't really put in position to succeed. The offensive line wasn't very good. Their receiving core wasn't very good. Defensively, they weren't very good. On paper, that's what we said. But C.J. Stroud turned out to be a franchise-altering talent. And they also had the infrastructure in place to make sure he was able to grow and develop properly at his pace. That's why Bobby Slowick's role was so important. That's why the quarterback's coach down there in Houston was so important. Washington's got that same infrastructure here now, whether it's Jaden Daniels, whether it's Drake May, whether it's Caleb Williams, whether it's Michael Penix, if that's the, the flavor that you want to sip on at this current point in time we got a lot of ways to go before the NFL draft. There's a lot of tape to be grinded. There's a lot of evaluating to be done. But after hearing Cliff talk today, after seeing the, you know, finalized coaching staff, the infrastructure is here in place for Washington 
to groom and develop a young quarterback. And for a long time, that wasn't the case. Last year, it sure as hell wasn't the case. Look at what Sam Howell did. Look at how you spent your two richest picks in the draft. Quarterback is going to be what sets this thing apart. Quarterback is going to determine how far this football team could eventually go and how quickly they could ultimately rebuild this thing. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Lister Lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Plenty to get to. We'll let you continue to hear uh, from the new coordinators here in Washington. Joe Witt Jr. and Cliff Kingsbury officially introduced this afternoon here in Ashburn. When we come back, we talked about Cliff Kingsbury at nauseum there in that last segment. I want to go into the, on the defensive side of the football here real quick. Joe Witt Jr., based on the tweets, based on listening to Grant Danny earlier today, people are excited about Joe Witt Jr. coming here to Washington. When we get back, we'll let you hear from the new defensive coordinator here in Washington and his mentality and message for not just the Washington Commanders football team, but it felt like the entire DMV. That's next there on The Fan. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this is tony kornheiser show i'm tony we expected someone else so what exactly is the show about hmm i don't know it's a sports show nominally football's over but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck greatest three words in the english language pitchers and catchers we have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset like ryan does <laughs> nine over eight no that's not an upset no yeah it is bob and if you're lucky i might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate listen on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts Just getting rolling here on this Thursday night edition of Overtimes, the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 10 o'clock before we hand things over to Tech Talk Live. We'll talk a little bit of Wizards basketball before we get out of here as well. Coming up at about the top of the 9 o'clock hour, Denny Avdia with a career high last night, one of the best performances in recent memory from a Washington Wizard of the age, 23 and younger. We'll get you the full details on Denny's hot night. Uh, last night in New Orleans, a little bit later on in the program. But right now, 
want to continue to highlight and discuss the press conferences heard around the DMV. Joe Witt Jr. and Cliff Kingsbury officially introduced as the new offensive and defensive coordinator here in Washington. We talked a little bit in that first segment about Cliff Kingsbury in the infrastructure of the young quarterback or for that young quarterback and how this coaching staff has been built. Brian Johnson coming over from the Philadelphia Eagles to be the assistant head coach. Anthony Lynn coming over uh, to be that run game coordinator. People may worry that there are too many cooks in the kitchen. I think Josh Harris and Adam Peters were very adamant from the get-go about putting the best people in the same room together. No matter where their backgrounds come from, there's one consistent thing about all of the guys on this coaching staff. They're all winners. They all are great teachers, and they all are going to hold people accountable. So one thing that you heard Cliff Kingsbury and Joe Witt continue to echo this afternoon. That is what's most important. And it's crazy to me because I've been around bad football environments at the collegiate level where there isn't a respect for the coaches on staff. That stuff matters. Guys talk. The locker room while it's one of the most sacred places, I would say, in all of pro sports, you get the real. And it's going to be very apparent early on within the locker room if there isn't authenticity amongst your staff. And that's the one thing that I love about hearing Cliff Kingsbury, knowing what Anthony Lynn is about. Not only are these guys good football players, from an, good football coaches, excuse me, from an X's and O's standpoint, they're going to be great leaders of men. There are a lot of young, impressionable players on this roster that may be looking for that mentor, that big bro in life. And a lot of the times that comes from your assistant coach. You talk to people across the NFL. You talk to people in college, high school. Some of the best relationships that you have in football isn't with your head coach. It's with your assistant coach. That's why I was so adamant about, look, yeah, Dan Quinn was brought here. Yeah, I'm excited about that. But it's the guys that he's going to bring with him that I think really emphasizes why this process could get turned around, why this team could get turned around sooner rather than later. I want to let you hear from uh, Joe Witt Jr., the new defensive coordinator here in Washington. He had the quote of the afternoon. It's probably the best quote I've heard at an introductory press conference since I've been covering this team. Here's Joe Witt Jr., Straight up telling you what he is bringing here to Washington. Uh, one thing I could tell you, um, like Dan said, is more about the play style than anything else, okay? We're going to get that right first. And, and one thing that we're going to do, we're going to be a run and hit defense, all right? Uh, we're going to run, and, and, and I just told this to our staff, the defensive staff, we had our first staff meeting. Um, the way that we live is not for everybody, okay? Uh, Vic, can I, can I jump not. in here real quick? And I don't, even, I, I don't even mean to do that to you. Did you hear what he just said? The way that we live is not for everybody. That was the that was the line in the in this afternoon during the presser that got me to stand the hell up. That got me to go, oh, this is different. This is this is a stark contrast from what we've had here in the past. Can we just run it back from the top? This is new defensive coordinator Joe Witt, straight up being open, honest, and transparent about what he's bringing. Uh, one thing I could tell you. Um... Like Dan said, it's more about the play style than anything else, okay? We're going to get that right first. And, and 
one thing that we're going to do, we're going to be a run and hit defense, all right? Uh, we're going to run, and, and, and I just told this to our staff, the defensive staff, we had our first staff meeting. Um, the way that we live is not for everybody, okay? It's not, all right? Because we're going to run and put our bodies on people in a violent manner, all right? And so we're going to get that play style right first, all right? And then the structure of what we do um, don't really don't – really, doesn't really matter, you know, 3-4, three, 4-3. Four, four, three. Um, everybody really plays the same coverages to some point, all right? Uh, the structure doesn't matter to me. The main thing that matters to me is are we going to be arriving violently, all right, and we're going to turn the ball over, all right? We're going to make sure we disrupt these quarterbacks. It's Joe Witt Jr. basically telling you what it is and what it ain't with this Washington Commanders defense. There is a, as Doc would, as Doc Walker would say, there was a manhood issue. It felt like the past couple of years with this commander's defense. If you if you can't tell by what Joe Witt said earlier today and what we just played for you, that he's not playing, that's the best way I can put it. He is not playing. There's another line he had earlier basically saying, look, there's one way we're going to do things here. The standard is the standard. You're either going to do it our way or you'll find a new team to play for. That's the old school, rough, tough mentality that I think has lacked here in Washington for the entirety of my lifetime, it feels like, especially the last four years, especially the last four years. They're at a point right now, especially on that defensive side of the football, and I want to continue to harp on that side of the ball. We so often talk about how the cupboard is bare here in Washington and about how there is a lack of talent on defense. I keep going back to 2022. You can say what you want about the offenses that they played and the quarterbacks that they played. You can't tell me that the regression we saw from 2022 to this past season, you can't tell me that's real. And I understand they put it out on tape. That's, that's who they were for 17 weeks out of the year. But it's, it's hard for me to believe that all of a sudden Benjamin St. Juice can't play good football. It's all of a sudden hard for me to believe, or it's, it's hard for me to believe all of a sudden that, that Cameron Curl is not an impact football player. It's hard for me to all of a sudden think that John Allen forgot how to rush the passer. You think about why this defense was as dominant as they were in 2022. It all started up front. And it was crazy because coming out of camp, the conversation, the discussion was all centered around this group finally being healthy for the first time with Chase Young with Montez Sweat, with the two cats on the interior, with the depth pieces that you also had. But for whatever reason, I blame the coaches. This coaching staff couldn't get enough out of those four dudes up front on a consistent enough basis for them to affect football games. That was the difference with this defense last year. The quarterback was not affected. That's why I love Joe Witt making it a point of emphasis right from Jump Street. That's who they want to be defensively. It is all about disrupting the quarterback. I said it earlier. Not only is quarterback the most important position in all of the National Football League, it's the most important position in all of pro sports. There is not one singular position that impacts success the way quarterback does. It just isn't. You have one, and you have the potential to be in the championship conversation. You don't, and it feels like you're wasting your time, like you're running on the hamster wheel. And that's what this franchise has been for the better part of the past 26 years. Got to get off the hamster wheel. 
That's most important to me, right? Finding the quarterback. But it starts on defense. And that's an old school mentality with today's passing league and the rules geared toward offensive success, right? You got to have a defense. You got to have a defense. The Kansas City Chiefs did not win the Super Bowl on Sunday. And you're going to scratch your head when I say this because of Patrick Mahomes. Yes, they won because of Patrick Mahomes, but they won because they were able to hold the San Francisco 49ers to field goals. They made Brock Purdy look pedestrian. He did not elevate his teammates. It's all about finding a guy that's going to elevate the teammates. But ultimately, defense is where it starts. And I think Joe Witt's messaging about how this team is going to impact the quarterback, that is, to me, my biggest takeaway from this afternoon. Joe had also talked about how he plans on instilling this violent defense. I thought that was even better. Take a listen. Well, every day, you know, when we go out there on the field, um, the standard is the standard. Okay, I I know that's thrown around a lot, but um, part of our coaches and the reason that we got the coaches that we got uh, was because they are, um, they hold people accountable. All right, they're great teachers first. All right, but if you don't do it the right way, you're going to get called out on it, okay? There's only one way to do it, and that's the way that we want it done. And if that's not the way that you want to live, that's fine, okay? All right, you'll probably be somewhere else. But we're going to do it that way, and um, you just have to go do it. You know, I don't, I don't have a, a – it's easy to say, if you know, you can do this and that. You just have to go do it. You have to just go work, work, work. I grew up on a farm. My dad, you know, he had a farm, and all we know is just to work hard. And so that's what we do. Joe Witt. Telling it how it T.I. is. The standard is the standard. And if you're not going to do it this way, if there's another way you want to live, you'll probably be somewhere else. That to me, that to me is the bluntness, the honesty that these players need. Too many times over the past several years under that last regime were players coddled. The fact, and, I, and I say this all the time, right, from, from being in a locker room before, at the collegiate level, I might add, but being in a locker room before, it's no damn way, as a player, you are comfortable and confident enough to go to some reporter and badmouth your coach. And it happens all the time in the NFL. It's a lot of testosterone, a lot of emotions. But, like, some, some of the stuff that was reported last year, it, it, it took me by surprise. And it made me question the integrity and the manhood some of the players on the roster, and some of the coaches on the staff. You think Bill Belichick is having anonymous leaks or was having anonymous leaks coming out about players talking about him behind his back? No, because there's a standard in New England that he set. That stuff like that wasn't acceptable. You have complete control as players as to what you keep in-house. And when Joe Witt speaks about the standard being the standard, that is a part of it. How you conduct yourself off of the practice field, in the locker room, with the media. Sometimes not saying anything is better than throwing your teammates under the bus or throwing your coaching staff under the bus. And I love, and the reporters that we have here in town locally do a a damn good job, so it's not me trying to come at them for what they do. But I love people willing to speak anonymously. That is such, I can't even say the word. You know how I feel about that. Attach your name to whatever you had the gall to say. 
that that's the frustrating part about all of this. That's what was so inexplicable about last year. The anonymous leaks coming out. And it's funny because in New York, what they're complaining about, Robert Sala, the head coach of the New York Jets, at a point in time this year when anonymous leaks were coming out of the locker room, he took every staffer's phone in that building. And people were outraged by it. But how do you how do you kill a rat? You give it some cheese. Taking phones was his way of getting cheese. I say all of that to say this. The standard is the standard. I don't expect to hear things like that coming out of the locker room this year simply based on the relationships that I anticipate being formed throughout the year. And it all starts when they report for phase one of the offseason program. That is when the foundation begins to be laid. That's when the work eventually gets put in. But as I said at the top of the show, I I love what I heard from Cliff Kingsbury. I love what I heard from Joe Witt. But what we all have to take into account is where this messaging ultimately is coming from. This is coming from the top down. This is a trickle-down effect. This is the byproduct of a Dan Quinn-led organization. So for all of you who wanted Ben Johnson, if you were like myself and you wanted Mike McDonald, understand understand that the infrastructure now here in Washington wouldn't have been possible. This coaching staff filled with former players and former head coaches wouldn't have been possible if Mike McDonald or Ben Johnson was the head coach of this football team. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lounge. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. When we come back, we'll continue to hear from the new coordinators here in Washington. We'll let you hear from Joe Witt just now. We'll let you hear from Cliff Kingsbury coming up on the other side of this break about what he needs to see to develop a young quarterback here in Washington. That's next here on The Fan. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're always streaming live nationally. On the free Odyssey app, it's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking up the 10 o'clock before we hand things over to Tech Talk Live. Want to continue to let you hear from the offensive and defensive coordinators here in Washington, Joe Witt Jr. and Cliff Kingsbury officially announced this afternoon as the new OC in D.C. here in Washington. We'll let you hear from some of Joe Witt in that less in that last segment, but just all in all, hearing from Cliff hearing from Joe Witt, hearing from Dan Quinn, uh, the way that we did a couple of weeks ago. The foundation has been laid. The groundwork, the groundwork has been laid for turning this thing around. They have the right people, it feels like right now, within the building. And no matter how you felt at first blush about the hire, you can't tell me after hearing from both of those two dudes today that you're not, that you don't feel like this group is in a better position now that this coaching staff is officially in place. I told you I wanted to let you hear from Cliff Kingsbury, the new offensive coordinator here in Washington. And Cliff Kingsbury and this entire Washington offensive coaching staff, they have the tallest task here. They have the most important job. And we talked about quarterback at the top of the show, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but like that is the most important that that is the most important variable in this entire equation. Can you get quarterback correct this offseason? Because if you can do that, 
you have a real opportunity to go from worst to first, like we've seen several other teams in the National Football League do in the past couple of years. A quarterback is also important, and there's so many different ways that it feels like Washington could ultimately go at that position. We laid out a bevy of different uh, directions they could go the other night here on overtime. You can trade up to the number one pick if there is a quarterback that you are in love enough with. You can stand pat and take a quarterback number two overall. You can trade back and select one of these middle-tier quarterbacks in the first round, whether it's a guy like a Bo Nix or a Spencer Rattler or a Michael Penix. Depends on what the evaluation brings. That's why I continue to say we're at the mercy right now of the evaluator. We don't know what the hell Cliff Kingsbury, Adam Peters, and company are going to think about these quarterbacks in the draft and also about the quarterback that they have in-house right now talking about Sam Howell. And I think that variable isn't talked about enough. And I speak and bring up Sam Howell Not that I anticipate him being the starting quarterback, but I understand that everything is on the table at this point. We don't know what Adam Peters and company are going to think of Sam Howell. And if you listen to Joe Witt and Cliff Kingsbury this afternoon, the evaluations are just starting. The internal work is just now getting off the ground. And when you just look at the track record of Adam Peters and the two championship organizations that he has constructed over the past five or six years, both of them have one thing in common. The starting quarterback was not a top five pick, was not a first-round pick. Talking about Jimmy Garoppolo the first time San Francisco took on Kansas City, and then Brock Purdy on Sunday. There is no real track record as to what Adam Peters is looking for at the quarterback position. It's the greatest myth in all of Southern California. Who decided to pull the trigger on the deal for Trey Lance? And depending on what your answer is to that, gives you some insight as to how Adam Peters views the quarterback position. Not only is it important how Adam Peters views the quarterback position, it's also important how new offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury views the quarterback position. Here's Cliff on the roadmap to develop a young signal caller. First off, you got to have talented players to work with. There's no doubt. I've been very fortunate to be around some really good players, good people. But I just try to figure out what makes them tick. Um, everybody's different. Everybody learns differently. Everybody processes differently, likes different plays, um, sees the game differently. So I really try to get to the uh, bottom of who they are as a person, who they are as a player, and, and build it around them. It's Cliff Kingsbury talking about the environment that needs to be in place for a young quarterback to have success. And I continue to say it. I've said it dating back to last offseason when it came to Sam Howe. If you were going to move forward and trying to develop a young quarterback, you have to properly insulate him. You have to give him the tools to be successful. It's like asking a chef to go make a five-star meal with shake-and-bake chicken. See what I'm saying? It's not fair of you to ask that. Sam Howell was asked last year to elevate this offense without a good offensive line, without balance as a play caller in the run game, without the receivers doing their part to help him out. And I'm not here championing for Sam Howell. I'm just trying to look at this thing subjectively and understand that, hey, you can't act as if Sam Howell was dealt a fair deck of cards. 
And as much as people talk about the decision Chicago's going to have to make a quarterback, I think the decision Washington's going to have to make a quarterback is just as interesting. Because the argument for keeping Justin Fields in Chicago is this. He's had three different offensive coordinators. The receiving core hasn't been very good. The offensive line hasn't been very good. It's not, it's not the proper and right circumstances for a young quarterback to elevate a team and to have success. Can't the same thing be said about Sam Howell here in Washington? Was he given the ideal circumstances to succeed last year? Dropping back at a historic pace through the first half of the season? Not having balance offensively? Not being properly protected up front? There's just so many different ways you can look at this. And I'm not projecting or anticipating Sam Howe being the guy week one next year. But to try and write him off and act as if he doesn't factor into this decision and doesn't factor into this equation, you'd be lying to yourself. We heard Cliff Kingsbury talk about the roadmap to develop a young signal caller. Here's Cliff Kingsbury with one of my favorite answers of the press conference talking about what kind of quarterback he'd want to work with here in D.C. Uh, the Chiefs quarterback? That'd help. <laughs> uh, no. Um, I do think the game, as you can see, you watch those guys, Brock and him at the end, like when the money's on the table, you got to be able to make some plays um, with your feet, move around enough to escape a bad play. And that doesn't mean you got to run like Lamar or Kyler Murray, but you better be able to move a little bit and um, buy yourself some time because the, the D-line, the rushes, the defense these days are so good. And, and then the intangibles, you know, you want that – player to be the hardest worker on your team you want him to lead those guys um each and every day when when he shows up in the building you want him to lift the building up and um that's why those guys make the type of money they do yeah i I love first of all i love the humor cliff shows there talking about (laughs) the kid in kansas city talking about pat mahomes that'd be nice right it'd be a lot easier to turn this football team around if you had patrick mahomes under center but i think what he said there at the end or in the middle of that, was what was most important to me. In today's day and age, in today's National Football League, while you have to be able to win from within the pocket, you also have to be able to create outside of the structure of the offense. That is just as important for being able to win from within the pocket, in my opinion. You think about the quarterbacks that were left this year in the big game. Pat Mahomes, Brock Purdy. Say what you want about Brock Purdy. His ability to create out of structure and off schedule is one of the most impressive parts of this young man's game. Pat Mahomes has made a living burning teams off schedule. It's why Caleb Williams is such an intriguing prospect. It's why Jaden Daniels is such an intriguing prospect. It's why Drake May, to me, is being pumped up a little bit more than he should because he's shown the ability to create out of structure. That matters more than anything. And when we hear Cliff talk about the kind of quarterback he wants to work with and the roadmap to develop a young quarterback and those characteristics and those traits that he just listed out for you, when you hear him speak that way, damn sure lends your hand to thinking that, hmm, sounds like Caleb Williams, doesn't it? Or, hmm, it sounds like Jaden Daniels. Or, hmm, it sounds like Drake May. That's the first thing I think of. When I hear Cliff describe what type of quarterback he wants, I start to think about those traits, and I start to try and match them up with the prospects coming out in this April's draft. You are going to have 
multiple different flavors of starting quarterback coming out in April. Drake May is your prototypical. Caleb Williams is your Pat Mahomes prototype. Jaden Daniels is your Lamar Jackson new age quarterback prototype. I don't think you can necessarily go wrong with either three. But with Drake May, as I said the other night here on Overtime, I think the flaws that Drake May has as a prospect, you are going to need reps in time to get over those things. They're very similar to the flaws that Sam Howell had coming out of UNC, talking about footwork and being more consistent with that so you can be accurate underneath on routine throws. At the end of the day, we heard from Cliff Kingsbury today on what he's looking for in the young quarterback. It's now about these next three months, or these next two months, excuse me, rather, finding that quarterback. You got to be Beyonce crazy in love, as I continue to say, to select a quarterback that high in the draft. Plenty more to get to here on this Thursday night edition of Overtime. As I mentioned, top of the 9 o'clock hour, We'll talk about Denny Avdia and his monster performance that he had last night out in New Orleans. When we get back, though, I want to continue to look at the new coaching staff here in Washington, and I want to look at this through an X's and O's standpoint. We know the offense is in good hands with Cliff Kingsbury. We know the defense is in good hands with Joe Witt Jr. leading the charge. When we get back, I want to tackle which side of the football is best primed to take a big step forward next year. That's next here on The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.